welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Me. So hallelujah. All right, we're going to turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 100. Um, I'm just going to jump right in with it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I think we've done that tonight. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Brother Chase, I would like for you to say a prayer over this tonight. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I asked, I said, I can't hold a mic all night, y'all. You're going to see it doing this the whole time. (laughs) All right, so here's the fun part. That scripture had really nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about tonight. But I felt like there needed to be given a scripture and a prayer for me to have that moment to officially say, you may be seated. (laughs) Um, When we arrived here tonight, we all entered the building through doors. Now, whether it was these front doors or whether it was the side doors, as far as I know, nobody entered the building through any windows. Am I correct? Did anybody crawl in tonight? (laughs) Um, When I worked at Family Christian Stories as a young teenager, I was 15 and a half, I got my first job. And when um, I was working there, there was a plaque that was on the wall, and I could not sell that plaque to anybody because it said, when God closes a door, he opens a window. And you all, that bothered me. Because first off, if God closed the door, that settles it. Okay, right then and there, it's final. You don't need to be walking through the door that God closed. Secondly, the only time you are going to crawl through a window is for two reasons. If you don't have the key to get through the door, or you're entering the building illegally, the wrong way. So, back to the door. For when I hear the word door from the Bible... I immediately think of a scripture like Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. King James said sup. (laughs) Kind of (laughs) cool. 
Um, John chapter 10, verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. Praise God. So if you're here tonight and you're saved, it's because you found those scriptures to be true. You knocked, he opened. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Amen. So we look at open doors and new opportunities, and in my mind, I see a spiritual door that doesn't always have a door handle, okay? But I'm walking into, uh, let's say, Target. Y'all know me. Um, the Lord speaks there. The door stays closed when you are walking into Target. Until you get close enough, there's a sensor and then it opens automatically. There was nothing there to hinder you. You just walked right on in. That's how I see the doors opening in my life with God. As Christians, we're going to have many doors set before us, many opportunities, good and bad, but your decisions are like doors. So like tonight, this opportunity, this door that has placed me here right now, I had to pray and say, now God, give me the strength to walk through it as I'm shaking here in my shoes. I remember the first door that opened for me to teach my first Bible study as a teenager. It was amazing. But I was so nervous. But God gave me the words to say, because you know why? He always provides. He will equip you. You're not alone. We are no different from the people in the Bible whose stories we glean from. Let's look at Moses. Moses, God called him to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. He had to walk through the doors of the palace where he pretty much grew up in to make a request that would be rejected, not one time, but two times. But he knew God's will, his purpose. Esther, she had to walk through the door to enter before the king with no invitation, taking a complete step of faith to save her people. It would have taken her own life. Abigail, she's known in the Bible as a peacemaker. She was married to a man who was crude, mean, and would not offer David and his men anything to eat. And David said he was going to kill all of Nabil's family, the community. But this woman took the opportunity to show wisdom and kindness with her hospitality and her food. And she saved the people as well. So it doesn't have to be a big, grand gesture when walking by faith or going through an open door who knew that food and kindness would stop a war. Maybe that's why we have connect groups and night 242. What are we stopping? <laughs> We're bringing unity in. At some point in your life, you have probably said, shut the door, please. You're letting the flies in. We don't need the outside coming in. 
Anybody say any of that? (laughs) Well, that's actually what I want to talk about tonight, is shut the door behind you. My actual text is from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few, then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So when she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons, and she poured, they brought the vessels to her. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. What a beautiful story and testimony of obedience. There is a door that each of us will walk through tonight. The moment we get home, whether it's your front door, your garage door, your bedroom door, you have walked into your own sanctuary. It was behind the closed doors that her miracle came. She had desperation inside her that I've got to fight for my children, the next generation. They can't be sold. They can't be lost. I can't lose them too. The world has come knocking at the church's door and is going to take from us our next generation if we don't have a miracle. The world spirit is after our kids. The creditor has come knocking. Man of God, what do I do? And he instructs her, well, what do you have in your home? Oh, I have nothing except a jar of oil. Ding, ding, ding. That's all you need. Throughout the Bible, oil represents anointing, the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. You just got set up for a miracle. You feel there's some conflict in your home right now? Do you feel a desperation for a miracle in your home right now? Ask that question. What do you have in your home? And the moment you can answer, I have nothing Accept the oil, that's where your miracle will start to begin. Thank you, Jesus. The prophet said, you got the oil, you've got the anointing. Now go and collect every vessel you can go. Go and find, go knock on your neighbor's doors. Now the key for these doors that she went to was the key of obedience. Her obedience went from door to door. Can I borrow an empty vessel? I just need an empty vessel, please. One neighbor could have responded with, I have a vessel, but 
there's some residue left in it. I've, I've got a little bit of doubt or anger, or maybe bitterness that's laying in there. Oh, no, thank you. I need an empty vessel. The prophet said, not too few. That meant many. I believe Mama Bear went and collected all the vessels she could fit into her little home for her cubs. Oh, the beauty of obedience. Why do we question instruction given when it's for the safety and the salvation of our soul? You've got the vessel, but is it empty? Son, bring me an empty vessel. As she stands holding the oil and begins to pour it out. She pours it out. It's full. Bring me another one. She pours it out. It's full. Bring me another one until finally her son says, there's not another. And the Bible says the oil stopped flowing. Keep your door shut until the vessel is full of the oil. Don't even let the door be cracked open for a possibility of rebellion or doubt to creep in and fill the space where the oil should be. Because the moment the vessels were full, the oil stopped. At this point, once the vessels were full, she opened her door, went back to the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil, pay your debts, and your sons can live on the rest. Woo, what a testimony. The miraculous that took place of the vessels being filled with oil was behind the shut door. What God blessed her with in secret provided not only for her debt to be paid, her and her sons to live off of, but let's think about the provision given to all those that bought her miracle. That miracle entered into other people's doors and they didn't even know where it came from. Don't ever doubt your testimony. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 says but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door pray to thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly what goes on behind closed doors is where you find your inner strength to withstand the storms Exodus chapter 12, verse 22. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel, which is the headpiece of the doorpost, and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until morning. Now that scripture comes from the story of the children of Israel. We know they were in Egypt. The plagues were coming one thing after another. And finally, God said, the death angel's coming tonight, but I need you to do something. I need you to take the blood, the sacrifice, and put it on the doorpost. So imagine with me, here's your heart. Is there a doorpost around it? Do you see the blood on your doorpost? Has his name been applied to your life? Don't open that door and walk walk in through the darkness. The instructions were given to stay inside through the darkness, to not come out until morning. In our dark nights, when you're feeling weary, tired, confused, frustrated, wait. 
wait until morning. Why morning? Because Lamentations 3, 23 says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end and they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. When you enter into the prayer closet, your home, your sanctuary, shut the door behind you. Empty yourself out and let him fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This oil, this anointing, Spirit of God, is not just for you, but for your children. And as the Bible says, and for their children, and for as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, you all, this is going to be the shortest night ever. I would love for you all to stand with me. Brother Lucas, you can come. If anything, I pray that you've been encouraged tonight, that I've stirred something within you because I couldn't share a testimony without me personally living it. I know what I'm saying is true. Let God empty you out. There's a miracle looking for a vessel inside each of us. Shut that door. Our homes need to be places of prayer and worship. You want a miracle? You need a miracle? The vessel needs to be emptied. If you're thinking, how do I empty my vessel? Examine each thing you allow into your life, into your home, into your mind, and place Jesus right there. Don't ignore that convicting feeling inside. Surrender. Next time you read that scripture that gives instruction, don't look for the loophole or start comparing a biblical standard to something you want to hear. Just shut the door to all the voices. Obey the instructions and let the oil start flowing. You determine the magnitude of your miracle. How much do you want? The man of God told her to go get as many vessels as she could. One last story. I found it awesome when I continued reading 2 Kings chapter 4. Because the story I just shared, it continues with another story of a different family, but all in the same chapter. Of a miracle that happened after the prophet shut the door behind him. You see, there was a woman who had a miracle child that had died. And she shut the door and went and got the prophet. He came to her home and shut the door behind him and prayed over that miracle child that had died. And when the door was shut, life was given back to that miracle. Tonight, let life be brought back to your miracle. Shut that door of any doubt that you may have. Let your faith arise and let the oil flow. God bless you all. Brother Chase. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Hallelujah, Lord. I love you, Jesus. sister wasn't it for that word you know sometimes and I'm not I won't say I won't but I'm not planning on preaching after her because that was awesome but you brought up some things I got a hit on and that's that key of obedience because I don't know if I'm the only one that has gone up to a door and you grab that door and you push and it doesn't go anywhere and you keep pushing and it doesn't go anywhere and you start getting frustrated because that door won't open and then as you look up in frustration you say oh pull so many of us are sitting there pushing on the door when we just need to pull it's important that we obey the Lord because if we obey the Lord that door will open he will open those doors for us. And another key thing you brought up in verse 7 of that, cha- of that chapter that we were reading on, where it says, go sell it, pay off all your debt. And then what does it say? Live on the rest. What's the rest? How much is the rest? That's all depending on the vessels you collect. That's just how much emptiness you bring to the Lord for Him to fill up. That's how much is going to be left. So if you're just barely getting by, you haven't emptied out enough vessels. You haven't made enough room in your heart for Jesus if you're just barely getting by. Because if you will empty yourself out, he will give you more than enough to pay the debt. And then you can live on the rest. And I'm believing that God wants to pour out his blessings upon his people. Now I'm not talking just financially, but I believe he has an open door for us. And I believe he wants us to walk through it if we will just find that key of obedience and listen to his voice. Hallelujah, let's worship the Lord Jesus. We love you. We thank you for the open door that you presented us today, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You've given us an open door to walk through, Lord Jesus. But, Lord, we must close that door. Hallelujah, we must block out, Lord Jesus, the world, the things around us that are trying to destroy us, Lord. we got to push out that distraction. we got to block it out, Lord Jesus, and have our time with you. Hallelujah, Lord, fill us, Lord Jesus, with your oil, Lord, fill us with your anointing, Lord Jesus, Lord, and it runs over, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Sister Wisnett. Very good. Very good. Excellent. I want to thank the Lord for our pastor's wife. I think we have a wonderful first lady that gave us a word for us to be victorious in our walk with God. Thank you, Jesus. 
for the word that we heard tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the anointing that you put upon Sister Wisdom. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, for speaking through her into our lives. Lord Jesus, Lord, that we can be successful in living for you, Lord Jesus, that we can be complete in you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I like what I feel. It's, it's environments like this where the Holy Ghost can really start to help us find what we need to empty ourselves out of. It's where the situations like that where, we, where, where we're in right now, the, the Lord will help us to find out what we are filling our space with when it's not Him. And I don't want to dismiss and rush because I think all of us in here have a little bit more room that we can give up in our lives for Jesus. I think there's a little bit of something, something that we can just get rid of out of our lives, that we can make more room for Jesus. And the more room we make for Jesus, the debt will be paid, and he'll leave us some leftover to live on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I repent, Lord Jesus, right now. Lord, for filling myself up, Lord Jesus, with things that don't matter in this world, Lord Jesus. For cluttering my heart, my life, Lord Jesus, with things that have no eternal purpose, Lord. Lord, forgive me, Lord Jesus, for being distracted so easily, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, when you're calling me to prayer, Lord, when you're calling me to the Word, Lord, forgive me, Lord, for every time that I've been too distracted, Lord Jesus. Lord, I've got to hear your voice, Lord. I've got to be drawn closer to you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I want to see clearly those doors that you opened for me, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to see clearly, Lord Jesus, the path you have me on, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You are well able, Lord. You are glorious, Lord. You are righteous, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord, for any sin that I'm harboring, Lord Jesus. Cleanse me, Lord Jesus, for any wrong in me, Lord. Lord, if I've displeased you, Lord Jesus, Lord, forgive me, Abba, Lord, that I can be right with you. I've got to be clean, Lord. I've got to be clean. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again, Sister W, for a wonderful word tonight. Wonderful word. Thank you all for being here tonight 
thank you for your faithfulness. Continue to pray for those that are sick, that they get better. We want to see a full house on Sunday. We want to see, we want to see this place packed out. We want our worship praise team 100%. No scratchy voice, no coughing. Brother Lucas, we want a protection to prayed over you right now in Jesus name that this sickness does not touch your body in Jesus name it will not come near your home Lord in Jesus name hallelujah Lord we are we have a good God we have a good God we have a good God hallelujah hallelujah I don't know about you but I'm just I'm just done with it I'm just done with it I want everybody to be healthy and back home and, and worship with the Lord together so be here tomorrow night at 6 30 for prayer we'll have a great time prayer and at 2 p.m remember revival at 2 p.m on Sunday also continue to pray for pastor and Addie as they travel and the performance of ministry be with them uh, pray with them pray for them uh, that God will just use them in a mighty way keep them safe healthy strong bring them back safe and healthy in Jesus name love you all God bless you all tell someone that you love them in Jesus name